to the right. Mariota drops. Steps up. He can run a long way. 21 points up at half time. Um, I think maybe the team started celebrating a bit too early and got a bit of a shock in the second half when the, the Texans rallied a bit. Um, Greg, obviously, you, you're the obvious person to start with here. Um, I imagine you were full of pessimism, um, working out ways that we'd fall out of the playoffs and lose to the Colts, which <laughs> we'll definitely come to. Yeah, no, I, I'm. I'm never ever 100% confident going into to any game. To be honest, with you. I think I think there's been games where we've not been expected to win, where I've had more confidence than us playing against the likes of the, the Texans and the Jets. And to be fair, the Titans sometimes do prove me right in that regard. But come in the first the first half was was we did exactly what we needed to do. Stout on on defense, didn't really give them a lot. Um, scored three touchdowns and at halftime I think everyone did think it was over and done with and I think that's what led to that second half performance but I mean in the first half it was just it was the most I guess precise performance that I've seen from from Tannehill for for a while um I think having all the weapons back that he that he had certainly helped in that regard but he was he was just he wasn't spectacular he wasn't making big big plays but he was making plays uh, that that you know at the right times and, and keeping us in in with a shout and I've got, I can't remember a game where we didn't score a rushing touchdown. Uh, everything <laughs> yeah. came through the air. It's, it feels like uh, I mean, it might be a long time ago since we had one of those. I'm not actually sure. I can't say I've looked at the record books, but it was yeah, it was everything you want from Tannehill. He he showed, um, and for me it was uh, that first half performance. I mean I I had. I went into the the halftime break, not even doubting that this game was over. <laughs> the problem is we're up against a team who had nothing to lose, and th- those like final week games can be a bit dangerous. Where, t- uh, and that's why, uh, rightly so, because it it makes it a lot more exciting for everybody and fairer. But the NFL a few years back um, scripted it so that 
that fight, I think they said week 17, week 18, all those games are divisional games. So you you have a team who, regardless of the situation, really want to beat the opposition. Um, and that, that certainly showed. But they're extra dangerous because and we saw it early. I think Texan, the Texans converted uh, sort of fourth and short, um, mm. possibly in their own territory early. And you think that those sort of things are why you should be fearful because a team with something on the line doesn't do that. But then in the, the second half, they were like, well, running the football wasn't really working for them. And they had a few glimpses from Burkhead, but not too much. Um, but they just started throwing, just throwing it, slinging it around. And Davis Mills looked all right. Um, Neil, how nervous were you when I think the flea flicker was the moment that I suddenly thought, hang on, um, <laughs> they're not just going to lay down here. I don't know if I, uh, I was nervous, but obviously I think I just I was looking for little tells in in how we were playing. Like I, I can't remember whether I think it was twenty one seven or it might have even been twenty one fourteen. We tried a deep shot on on third and two. Yes and, yes, and 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 I just thought, why why are we doing that? Why is like why are we not? I wish I just wish down in a bit a bit more on an even keel, and I, and I thought it was quite a tell into. How we were treating the game, like we we were, we could see that they were coming back, but obviously the coaches on our sideline were still in like exhibition mode at, at that at that stage, and that's when I started to think there's a game on here. <laughs> um, but I think I don't know. I I always thought we'd be able to keep them at arm's length. I just wish it hadn't got as close as it was. And I don't know if you guys have, have seen the the locker room speech from from Vrabel, but it was very heavy on that on taking quarters off and saying that they were going to coach coach it out of them in the next couple of weeks. Um, it was very, very big on highlighted fact that we took his foot off the gas. Yeah, it feels... I mean, he's. I think he's very good at picking on something, even in a euphoric victory. Um, he will He will still improve the team. It's It's much better when you you make mistakes in a winning cause and and improve improve on things. I mean, we've seen... You know, I don't. I don't want to jinx anything, obviously, but certain things have improved in recent recent weeks. Um, turnovers, for example, um, just a, you know, just those sort of basic things. I'm not saying we'll never turn the ball over again, of course, but um, that's been absolutely vital in these last three wins. Um, and yeah, I'm sure you're right. Bravel will they'll have a rocket up their backside for taking their foot off the gas, um, and that that's a good thing. It's a productive thing. Um, Miles, how uh, how did you see it early on? Um, well, a bit of Julio um, who turned up, which was nice. Yeah, I think it's what everyone wanted to see going into the playoffs. Um, I think, to me, to be honest, it's almost... I'm, I'm turning negative into a positive. I think it's almost better that we actually did concede and we had a few moments, so it's something to actually like learn from. If we'd, if we'd finished that game 21-0, let's say, and that second half was just... Don't get me wrong, good clock management and stuff to run out of game, that's great. But, I mean, we've we've just had Amendola, who I think is a dinosaur these days, burn our yeah. defence for whatever. And I think there are learning points from there that they need to work on, including game management of how to kill off games, because coming into playoff time, these are the things that you're actually going to need. Um, so that side of it, I actually feel like at least there's something to learn from. But first half, I agree with what Greg was saying. It was everything that you needed to see from the team. Tannehill completely forgetting the previous uh, Houston game in the season. And it was like the polar opposite of what he was that game where he looked flustered, he looked stressed, he didn't really know what to do. This this time around, looked in complete control, given everyone touches of the ball. We saw Ferguson making more plays again, which, again, is great to see. It's, it's, it's almost sad that it had to come with the injury to McColl, but it's good to see him getting involved now and spreading the ball around. And to me, the, one thing that I'm really excited to see in the playoff time is actually Hilliard. The way that, I mean, I, I love the idea of Henry having a foreman there to sort of um, back him up. But to me, some of the plays that Hilliard's making on third down or even second down, that change of pace could be really key, I think, coming into playoff time, um, which is something I really like seeing. And again, no rushing touchdowns is, I would actually be amazed to see when was the last time it didn't happen. But Tannehill looked in control. Second half, I think Texans put a bit more pressure in his face and sometimes he could have let the ball go a little earlier, but no turnovers is all you really ask for in a game where 
it's not for everyone in this league, evidently, to uh, have a comfortable victory against a team with nothing to play for, is it, Indianapolis? <laughs> I think we got a bit lucky with one possible turnover as a PI call. Um, we, we teed it deep. We perhaps had a slice of luck there. You could argue it either way. Um, but I picked up to pick up on one thing you said that it's actually a good thing that it shook us up a bit because we got to see we got to see some clutch Tannehill, which hasn't always been there this season. Um, we got to see a Julio touchdown, which may not have have happened. Um, that play on third down before that though where, where Tannehill's sacked he's doomed he's gone and he, he McNaired it to get out of there and threw the ball to Westbrook Aquino who yeah by that point once you once a quick QB escapes that sort of situation you know there's going to be someone open because the defense have taken their eyes off and they're, they're too busy celebrating but you um I don't know how he got out of there I still don't I don't know how many times I've watched it um, but that seemed such a huge moment when the momentum was was going the other way and that that's that's clutch. That is absolute. That's that's what you want in a in a playoff moment. And third and five or whatever it was. And as soon as that's converted, okay, from fearing a defeat, which would have put us in a, a wild card game, to suddenly, okay, yeah, this this team is this team's got got balls, for want of a better word. I'm sure there are many better words. I think um, the best part of that play was Taylor on um, when he was basically just there. And I think Tannehill kind of just used him to kind of rest his head onto as he was spinning out of it. And then <laughs> Luan's reaction to Tannehill actually getting out of it and running off was, was almost like sort of thing you get when you, you think it's something's over and you're just completely woken up by it. Yeah, well, that, Lu- Luan me- was beaten, wasn't he? And he like, was, what yeah. else, what else could he do other than a hold, which would have been no. a disaster. No, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, that play was 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 incredible. And I think if any other quarterback in this league, certainly a few of them that that I, I won't bother naming, they do that in a game. It, it will be re- replayed constantly for for weeks on end. The fact it won't be with Tannehill is 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 kind of by the point. I don't really care. But it's one of those things. It doesn't take away from from what he did. I think the it was something that he just rabbit out of the hat. Houdini moment, as they called it, on on commentary. It was, and it's the sort of thing that, you know, hopefully we'll we'll see more of. Tannehill with his feet is is a real danger. Um, I actually quite like seeing him going off and 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 making big plays with his feet. If he could learn to slide a bit more, it'd be a bit more comfortable. But I think that that in the playoffs, when it's going to be chilly in Nashville, Derek Henry back, I think, gives us a, a almost like a another part of this offence that he has done and we've seen it quite a bit, but you know, even more to come in that regard. And I also wanted to pick up on a bit of that you just talked about, Miles around Hilliard. I mean, that guy has dislodged McNichols from this entire team. I think that just shows what he's done um, since Henry's been out and in that sort of one-two punch with Foreman. I think Henry and Foreman are very, very similar. It'd be very interesting to see how they scheme up this offence with Henry back. Um, Hilliard is definitely going to be that that third down back to replace McNichols, but you know he got the big first down to win the game ultimately. Eleven yards, I think it was on. I can't remember if it was first or second down. Might be it was the first down. down. I think so um, it was on. The t- I just after two minute was, warning, wasn't it? Second. I wasn't. Yeah. 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 I was also thinking the play just before that way had to dive as well, which we were we were all thinking the way he's managed to stretch his body out so not a single part of him is touching the floor, so he's got that full stretch as well. Yeah, and that's yeah. straight straight out of the two minute warning as well. That's the best way to go and win a game. Go and get the first yeah. down. No timeouts left. Straight out of the two minute warning. All you, all you know, you, all you're going to do is kneel it down. It's it's game over. Um, that's the best way to do it, especially when it's a, a three point game like it was in the end. But it was, and he he knew where the sticks were because he could have he could have yeah. easily gone out of bounds and stopped the clock, uh, yeah. where his momentum was going. But he knew once he passed the sticks, I mean, he, he gave himself up pretty much. Yeah. And and I think everyone was doing Todd Downing at that point in their front rooms, yeah. weren't they? <laughs> that was amazing. Um, can can Hilliard return punts as well as kickoffs? Uh, because uh, I don't know Chester Rogers. Every time he goes back there, um, I am getting nervous, and he's he showed us why. Got away with one again. Um, 
uh, yeah, it's probably not the biggest issue <laughs> by any means, but it you does make sense. That, that, that could become a huge, huge issue. I mean, it takes all it takes is one moment like that can just swing a playoff game. So as much as yes, all right, it, it, there could be bigger issues in this team for sure. But when you're a, when you're a number one seed and you've got players actually coming back and hopefully getting healthy, I don't think there was too many big injuries on on Sunday. A couple of players went down, but hopefully nothing too bad. That is one thing that is a problem for me. It cost us massively in the game in Nashville against Houston. The muff punt that he, that he did then yeah. was a massive momentum swing. And luckily he got away with it on Sunday. But no, you, you, you don't want to take chances. And we haven't really had a good return man since Jennings, I guess. I mean, he was the only one who was probably reliable that you weren't sitting there clenching your backside every single time. The, the, okay, Mark Mariani. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's going a bit further back. Let's go, let's go back a bit further back. Yeah, but it's you know what I'm, it, you know what I'm trying to say. I, I think special teams has been a bit up and down this year. Um, they've shown some really really good points, but they've also been horrendous at times. And returning punts is one thing that yeah, Chester Rogers has to get nailed down. It's probably the biggest thing he does in this team now. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's not. He's certainly not wide receiver three. That's Westbrook Akina. Uh, by distance and um neil boy boy did westbrook akina step up um he a couple of those catches he start he's i don't want to say elite but he's holding his own definitely i think he's a, a, an absolutely i mean before the season started when we were, we were like sort of churning through these guys who could have been your number three receiver and we drafted as fitzpatrick and we signed josh reynolds and things like that and I think we always sort of heard uh, a, a, like a mild buzz about Westbrook Akina. Uh, I think last season they were, they were talk about him among the coaching staff that it could emerge, but I think he's it, it, sort of he's not he's not just a, like a, like sort of a third receiver. You're looking for somebody with short hands that can make a few catches and and, and move the chains. He's actually making explosive plays. Um, the Catch early in the first half, or well, like a proper wow, uh, like a wow play. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And then obviously to to sort of stay engaged enough for for Tannehill to break free on the the Houdini, Houdini play, uh, also showed how, how smart he is as well because he, he could have easily gave up on that play. Um, I just think he's, he's doing himself a, a massive credit, uh, and it, and it's it's pretty much like you say, it's pretty much lock that lock that job up, and I think it's pretty much. If if uh, Julio's hamstring weren't to hold up, I don't think you'd have any fears about him being number two on that list of targets either. No, I, and I think it's a bit it's similar to Foreman and and Hilliard in the backfield. Uh, he's he's had game time because of injuries, and I think initially didn't well I d- didn't set the world alight. Maybe maybe that's a bit unfair, but I think you've seen steady improvement from him. Um, as as the weeks have gone by, and game yeah, game time will obviously help, but there's there's clearly a talent, and and he's clearly working hard, and the coaching staff are getting good things out of him. His second touchdown as well, by the way, it, it looked a relatively routine, but that's a tight angle to get in the end zone and the ball across the pylon. Um, showed great instinct with that. Um, he, I think he held he held this receiver core together when AJ and Julio was out. I. He, he absolutely was was almost the main man that they were going to, which I think said it all. I think it opened up opportunities for for guys who were coming out of the practice squad like Hollister because he was getting covered a lot more closely than he ever would in, in a game where AJ and Julio are out there. So I think he's going to be huge in the playoffs. I think he's going to be someone that he's shown that he can be reliable and he, I think, could make some really big plays. He's, he's not... He's not got that sort of bursting speed that that some receivers have, receivers have got but he's got he's got good hands and he'll, he'll go and pick up 12 yards for you and bar that one Steelers game he was what half a yard short he, you know he's he's been he's been outstanding to be honest with you it'd be interesting to see you know whether we we're able to keep hold of him going into next year too the thing yeah, well, as I said the thing I like from is over the past few games you've seen it where We've been on maybe third and 15 or, or longer. And he's been that person that's willing to play the slot role of running across the field and be in the middle where 
you've got linebackers, safeties coming down play that know you're going to make a stop in the ground because you've made the yardage that you need for a first down. And well, that, that very... catch that Neil was talking about just now in the early Precisely. on. Precisely. Yeah, yeah. And you don't see him bottling it. You don't see him panicking. When realistically, it's probably the scariest and most dangerous route you can play on the route tree of you're running across field, putting your foot on the ground, knowing that you're going to get whacked. And his head doesn't, for, for a young player, normally their head would be like, oh, I'm going to get hit. They're bracing for that before the catch. He's the other way around. He's making sure he's holding on to the ball before he's then making contact, which is rare to see in a young player. So progression through the playoffs and next season, if hopefully keeping hold of him, and more comes to Tannehill. It's, it's, a, it's another safety blanket role, which I keep on saying is so key for quarterbacks that normally it's your tight end, like we had with Delaney Walker. And you see sometimes with Ferkser, he's becoming that role now. Where, right, it's third down, where is he? It's not where's Brown, where's Julio? Because you know they're the ones that are attracting all the uh, all the uh, stronger DBs. It's where is he? And he's hitting them more times often than not. I think it's a, it, we're quite fortunate with the timing of some of these injuries. Is it's there's a weird benefit that you wouldn't expect that's come out of this. Is we've got you know, Henry's coming back. Um, he didn't come back Sunday, but he's coming back. He's going to have a fortnight now, which is great. Um, We've AJ Brown's missed time, Julio's missed time, um, others on defense have missed time, um, the O line as well. Um, but what that what that's meant is backups have had to come in, and they've maybe been a bit iffy or f- had taken a bit of time to find their feet. But because they've had to play so much, they've got better. So we're now in a situation where the elite guys are coming back from injury, but you're not as concerned because we know that we've got other guys that can come in come in and do a job because they've just been doing it and uh, it sounds it sounds crazy but that's almost a better situation than not having had an injury all year where you've probably got elite guys that are tired um and backups who don't have the reps um, it's a strange way of looking at it where we've had ni- 91 players play play snaps this this year which is incredible but it, it has meant that arguably we've got a bit of an advantage and i've got i've got confidence um, Greg, you know, pull, bring me back down to earth. Something. <laughs> um, I've got confidence. I think as long as this team can can, the, the only team that can beat the Titans is the Titans. <laughs> I, think, I think that is that go. is what, that is the way I'm walking into into the playoffs. I don't fear anyone that's in there at all. Whoever we, I mean, we're not going to be facing KC or the Bills until the AFC Championship game if we if we win in the first round. So. Who have we got? I mean, Patriots. I, mean, I know they beat us a few weeks ago, but I'm not, I don't think that's going to be the same game by any stretch of the imagination. Um, the other ones are either the, the Steelers, who, again, I think I'd, I'd fancy us at home, even though, they're, again, another team that did beat us recently. And then I think the Bengals maybe the other ones we could potentially play, and I guess the, the Raiders we could as well. Raiders. Marcus coming back to Nashville. That's fine. I mean, he could come in for those three plays that he'll, he'll basically run it predictably. It's fine. He's the new Taysom Hill. Um, it's whoa, in regards whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> he is. This is like come on. Call, that's that's how like, they're using it. This is like calling out Kern in our WhatsApp group. What's going on here? No, no I'm not. I'm not, not going to take, take any. any there are some criticism. things that are just off limits. <laughs> no, but yeah, let's, yeah. let's be realistic, though. The, the teams that, that we face, we, we've got to feel confident playing. That I think it will come down to don't turn the ball over, be smart, don't, you know, be stout on defence like we have shown that we have been in the, the last several weeks. There is there is no one I fear apart from ourselves. <laughs> Obviously. I'm going to enjoy a weekend of watching six games, uh, not having to stress about it. Um, a bit like Colts fans. Um, they're going to be able to do the same thing. Uh, but for, in their case, it will be four weeks in a row of not having to worry about their own team. Uh, I, I know, know. Is... they've got the Pro Bowl to look forward to. <laughs> right. some, seven guys in the Pro Seven Bowl. guys go on the Pro Bowl. Oh. I, I need to ask, that. someone must know this, and if you do, please please get in touch. What is the highest number of Pro Bowlers for a team that has not made the playoffs? There must, that must be a record. It is. I think it is. <laughs> I think it is a record. I can't remember. I, I saw a tweet. I can't remember who it was from, but I think it is a record. <clears throat> they've got they've got to feel good about themselves because they're not going to get pulled out of the game because they've got to play in the Super Bowl next week. 
Um, so they can all focus on on the Pro Bowl. Uh, which... they, can be, they'll be, they might actually be healthy for it as well. They'll have all these weeks to get themselves healthy for the Pro Bowl. <laughs> um, it was it was nice to see that Jonathan Taylor didn't make two thousand yards. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a bit of Schadenfreude. I don't care um, because we've suffered for so many years um, against Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. Um, but they've they've gone into Jacksonville in a stadium full of people dressed as clowns with Carson Wentz and just blown it, choked. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Carson Nevada, <laughs> as we say in the auction. <laughs> um, and and I know these these moments come back to bite you, um, but roles reverse. They'd be the first to stick stick their boot in, um, probably with a a lot more oomph than we have because we're always quietly nervous about the fact that we'll have a divisional opponent in two weeks time but hey we're we're there i just i don't i don't like all this like sort of more association football type banter quote unquote <laughs> yeah like yeah. seeping in we're, we're between us and, and and colts fans but i mean let's face it they've been absolutely lauded over by the media and it's sort of like as if the entire media has been an old in, in a holding pattern waiting for Tennessee to bottle division and Indy yeah. to, in, to just win it and and it's like they've just been absolutely waiting for that happening I think two weeks ago um, we went from Colts could, Colts could still win the division and the Super Bowl to now Indy not even being in the playoffs. And I, I think a few podcasts I've listened to this week and things I've read, I think people are finding that tough to process. <laughs> I, I mean, what, what what do you want from me? Um, uh, a sympathetic <laughs> you, arm. You lose to a team that's had back-to-back number one picks in the NFL where they have a stadium with people in a swimming pool dressed like a clown. Yeah. I just think it, it's it's... It's just a, a, just just endemic of our how the Titans are perceived in the media. Um, I just think we'll we'll never ever ever get as flowers, so so to speak, unless obviously we win the Super Bowl. I when, think even then, you know, what Greg said earlier about that Tannehill Houdini play, and if you know if that if that's Mahomes doing exactly that, can you imagine the coverage? Yeah. It would be, it would be unbearable. Weeks yep. that wouldn't just be this week. That would be. A play that will be played to you forever. This uh, Tannehill doing it, it'll be forgotten about, um, but not by us. Kind of like uh, his run against us in, in the FC title game. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> which, is, which is still one of the worst defensive plays I think yeah. I've ever seen our defense yeah. play for for certainly a long time. That was it. Yeah, that wasn't a genius moment. I don't care what anyone says. And I mean, I guess a Texans fan might look at that Tannehill escape sack and think, well, they should have wrapped him up. And you could probably argue that. But at the same time, it's their week 18 with with nothing to play for. And those, <laughs> you take what you take what you can get. Um, Greg, you've kind of touched on it a bit. Um, but looking ahead to uh, past neck past this coming week, because we don't need to look at this week. Um, as you say, there are four different possible opponents. Um, Miles, who do you want? Who do you want to play in a fortnight? Um, ooh. Personally, I don't want to play the Bengals because I think Burrow and Chase at the moment are all, to me, a lot of it's about momentum and they're flying at the moment and the way they've dismantled teams towards the end of the season and defensively, they are quite strong. Um, to be honest, I'd probably want to play the Patriots. Um, I think they are probably one of the better coach teams, but to me, I just don't see the the threat with them. There's there's an argument to say if we play the Raiders, they're a dome team, and then they come out to Nashville where it's going to be cold, and they won't like the elements. But then they've still got to get past the Bengals first. Um, I think I think it's more that I can't see the Raiders getting to the point where they're playing. As Raiders would be my answer, but I can't see it's playing. So I'll go the Patriots because I can't see the Raiders progressing. I mean, I, yeah, the similar similar vein. The Steelers would be my answer, um, but they've got mm. a win in Arrowhead for, for that for that to happen. Um, Neil, who would you like to face, given a choice? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with Miles on on Cincy, but I also think I think the beatable law Cincy. I think I, you just don't want to get in a shootout with them. Uh, yeah, but I, th- yeah. I think they are beatable. I, I think we would absolutely smash smash Auckland, Las Vegas. Sorry, <laughs> uh, and and I'd like to to put to the test the uh, 
the theory that a, a fully fit Giants team would absolutely hammer New England as well. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. either of those two. Um, Greg, you've probably answered the question already. Um, but... no, I, mine's the Steelers. I want to retire Big Ben and then retire Tom Brady <laughs> in the Super Bowl. That's that's the dream right now. Um, yeah, I've already I, retired just... Brady once. But yeah, yeah true. Again, for it to really disappear. I would, I would love to see the Steelers. I think the Patriots, I don't, I don't think I'd be able to take that game for, for more personal reasons, to be honest with you. But being out there and losing to them would be, would be absolutely heartbreaking. Losing 21 would be to a certain extent, but them in particular... Um, yeah, the Bengals. I, I'm actually not as worried about. I don't think. I think they are. They have the ability to to win, to win any game. But I think they're a, they can be a bit like us also, where they can definitely shoot themselves in the foot and shutting down Chase. I think is with the front that we've got. I can't see Burrow getting enough time to making any real deep plays. Well, the, it's, the Bengals would make me most nervous. I think because I can I can visualize beating those other three teams because I just think we're better but the Bengals with that offense are kind of a bit like last year's game where we we expected to with a porous O-line we expected to cause Burrow loads of problems and it didn't work out that way um, this is a we've got a different defense I, I realized that they're better as well so that, it would I, I think we well we'd be favorites against anyone any one of those four teams, really. I don't, uh, think, but... I don't think we will. I don't think we're going to be Bookie's favourites. For uh, certainly, I don't think we'll be if we're playing the Patriots, and I don't think we'll be if we're playing the Bengals either. To be honest, I, I don't think that would be fair. But that's fair. not for us to decide, is it? I'm not saying it's fair. I do think I do think that we'll be underdogs for some reason. Just got a feeling. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see, even though I hate the man with a strong passion, I would love to see the Steelers beat the Chiefs. And I would also love to see the Raiders beat the Bengals straight away. And it'd just be like, I'm not saying there's an easier path than any other, because in my opinion, I'm not, yeah, I'm not worried about any of the teams. I don't think any of them actually all round off more than what we do. Obviously, we have no idea how Henry's going to be coming off this injury. But the big concern of Henry, even when he was drafted, was saying how much of, uh, how was, how much of his wheels have been used on the car because of his uh, college career and school year. He's had how many weeks off now? which normally for a running back is the thing that stops him. If we're going to have a fully fit Henry, fully fit Brown, Julio, the works, there's no one that we should fear going into the post, regardless of what the bookies say. And I was saying this, I think, on a WhatsApp group, that I was looking at like just the, the rushing defense of all the teams that are sort of left in the playoffs. None of them have a good defense when it comes against the yeah. run. They all struggle. Like There are teams out there that are much better that I would have been more concerned about with regards to Henry. But None of these teams can stop the run. So, to me, we shouldn't fear on even all the way through to, yeah. And I, Super Bowl, think, the, the, the I think even if Henry comes back and uh, and, it, and is, is rusted, those first couple of players, and he's it, it, not quite feeling it, I don't think we've, we've got any fears about his run game being absolutely in, in the tank. I, 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 don't, I don't want to get into this assumption that he's suddenly going to come back and he's going to be Derek Henry. I mean, it's, it's, it's like he's it's, it's come back early from a, a, fairly, a fairly bad injury. But also, on the other hand, I don't think we should be worried about his run game either way. If he does come back and he's Derek Henry, then then brilliant. But if he doesn't, I think we can still move the football. He will have the um, the Julio factor that just because of his name, you're going to attract players to that position. So you know the box is going to be stacked more, which will free up more opportunities for people like Westbrook Aquina and the tight ends and stuff across the middle because they are going to have to bring their linebackers forward to try and stop him. It's just a fact that whether or not they think he's going to be able to do it or not, no one's going to run that risk because they know that he can take over a game. Imagine having Henry and Foreman on the field together. I wonder if you, I mean, you might see a bit of quirky stuff like you that. You got to see some wildcat, aren't we? It's, it's playoff football. We, what, well, do you know, we've, I forgot to mention this big Jeff Simmons in a play on offense. Oh, that, I mean, <laughs> oh. they've ruined the script, didn't write itself properly did it but boy should it have done can you imagine facing him blocking for well, blocking for <laughs> Derek Henry I don't, I'm, the I'm th- running the thing is they, they brought, they've brought that out on purpose they have brought that uh, out because yeah. they want they want teams to, to think we're going to run this in the playoffs there's absolutely no doubt about that so yeah we run the play where we just he bulldoze someone and he runs in for a touchdown which then obviously comes back the next time you see him doing that, don't be shocked if it's going to be something different. Don't be shocked if it's hand, end up hand going to be... Hand the ball to Simmons. He'll score himself. 
well, possibly, or possibly even, you know, a bit of play action, they can 100% commit to the run. And then you've got someone wide open in the end zone. It would not shock me for a, a thing. Is, Simmons even himself, just again. <laughs> you see him, you do see him in uh, in practice catching the ball a lot. It, it would just, it would make my year if uh, if he caught one in the playoffs. But if you, please if make you sure spend... you, you call him as a as a receiver. Do not do another legal substitution. That was what's just... the rule on you meant? Is it is it tap your head, rub your belly? What is it you meant to do to the ref to show that you're? Uh... Is there a certain get... motion you meant to do? I d- well, you meant to. I d- I'm not sure what that is, but I I want to. Oh, I'm going to be in a rant about jersey numbers if I'm not careful. But uh, that, that's a, the yeah. thing with this. If you're, it's down. If you're not, if your jersey number isn't one of the in the normal range to be an eligible receiver, you have to report yourself. Um, 98 obviously isn't, um, which wouldn't, which would have been the case anyway. Uh, but it, it's a bit odd that they've relaxed all these rules about jersey numbers, yet they still managed to get <laughs> get that wrong. Um, or the, the officials still insist on these they, things. They for, they forgot about that rule. I mean, the the, the flag came in about yeah, five minutes yeah. after the touchdown. I they they one hundred percent must have been a call from upstairs or something. Um, one of the one of the Texans coaches in their ear, maybe. Possibly. Fair enough if they have. Yeah. But oh, what a moment that would have been. Well, maybe we'll see it again. Um, a bit, big Jeff, did you see him afterwards <laughs> talking about it? How Oh, I hope I've, I hope I haven't blown my chance on offense. He's obviously been in Brable's ear about it. <laughs> I think I think they mentioned that on commentary. I don't know if it's, it's some of the have been told to him in preparation for that game, but I think they mentioned on commentary that he'd been he'd been badgering all season to get involved on offense. <laughs> oh, love that, love that so much. Um, so, any any final final thoughts about Titans related stuff? Um, well, I'm not sure it's Titans related, but just that it's playoffs related. What is that? A playoff game on Monday night. Get that in the bin. I like tradition <laughs> and I like tradition to be how it, it should be. And I know there's an extra game. There's just no call for having a playoff game on a Monday night. I, don't I was hoping. To, watch, to be honest. There's, well, there's no respect for, for the English audience there. Well, not just that. I was, I was privately hoping that it might be an AFC <laughs> game just so they'd have less... A, a day fewer to prepare to play to play yeah. the Titans potentially, but it's not. It's the, I think it's the Rams Cardinals, isn't it? And yeah. there's a slime I mean, game as well on Nickelodeon again. I don't know. I think <laughs> I had one last year, but uh, yeah, I, I think Brian was the only one who watched, and I think they're bringing it back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but hey, six six games to watch, um, and no stress. Uh, I can't. Can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> um, I don't want to shoot ourselves in the foot at this point. Uh, we might do uh, a little pod next week when we know who we're playing, um, just to just have a look at that. Um, equally, we might just fancy a bye week ourselves. I think we deserve one. We are definitely uh, the number one seed in in podcasts from across the pond, aren't we? So. Yeah, yeah. Also, the lowest seed as well. Um, at the same time, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, now, 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 who's being negative? <laughs> I mean, no one's got in touch to say they're another one. That's all I'm saying. Um, all right, non non Titans related um, to finish. Neil, I think it's the longest since I've spoken to you. Um, how how are things Barnsley way? Uh, well, I mean, it's not so much. A, I think. The people that this is probably aimed at are never, ever, ever going to listen to this podcast. So I think this is a fairly safe space. But obviously, since turn of the year, like like many people do, I'm eating healthier. I'm walking more, drinking more water, really sort of trying to lose a bit of weight, but not sort of label it a diet. And this is what, what this is leading. <laughs> this is sort of leading to my point where if you sort of why I don't know why people insist. If you sort of label that you're on a diet, you're doing a bit of exercise, you're eating healthier. Why do they insist on holding you accountable? Like I, I know for a fact, like I, I've, I've obviously struggled with my weight all my life. I've been up and down, and you're you're pretty much since I was 18 year old. And like, I don't understand why. If you tell somebody, oh, oh yeah, I'm eating a bit healthier, I'm trying to diet, I'm trying to do a bit more exercise. Every time they see you, they'll say, how much have you lost then? 
and, I, and I'm intelligent enough to know that there'll be weeks where this doesn't happen and I don't lose anything and you're almost embarrassed to tell them. I don't know if you guys have watched Royal Family, but it's like, like the girl from next door when she comes in. <laughs> when she says she's lost three pounds and put, put four back on. <laughs> they're awkward questions to answer and I hate being put in that position but I don't, I don't understand why people insist on on holding you accountable I don't know why they can't just like leave you, leave you be it's like sort of made me not even want to share anything whatsoever about it on any of my socials because I, just I, I guess is, is it obviously different things will work for different people but that isn't that kind of like that's it, uh, it's Weight Watchers, isn't it? Where you 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 go to meetings and yeah. share like and share all your experiences with other people, and it almost works because there are meet you're meeting other people where you're going to compare notes and talk yeah. about it. So that that's the incentive, so you can turn up to the the next meeting. And, and but if it, do, it does that, might not work for everyone. So yeah. maybe, maybe listen to your own <laughs> own advice. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, I think about. Uh... About four or five years ago, I lost just short of seven stone doing intermittent fasting. And, and wow. I just thought, wow. it's not like a sustainable thing. I got down to like lowest I'd been since my teens. I thought this is not a sustainable thing. So I stopped doing it. And obviously your weight starts to, I ain't put it all back on, but your weight starts to go back on. And everybody then never forgets that you did intermittent fasting. Are you not doing that anymore? Oh, <laughs> you are doing so well. <laughs> People need to be better, though. Come on, you know. <laughs> yeah, it just support seems... each other properly rather than say say that sort of thing. It's one of them things that, like, when when like obviously Miles will, will relate to this. When people call you, when people say, "Hey, up, big lad," it's one of them things that like people think they can just encroach on. I think a lot of people think saying <laughs> it is a, is a compliment. Uh, there's there's that hit and miss, but I think in some people says, "All right, big lad," is just. Like I have it so many times where people go, all right, big lad, do you play rugby? And you're there like, oh, all right, so that's, that's, that's sort of like a compliment. Or it's, all right, big lad, and then there's nothing else. And you're yeah. just like, oh, okay, thanks. Yeah. It doesn't help, it doesn't help when you're there eating a sausage roll on the park on your own or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm not going uh, to disclose how much I've lost so far, but we're doing all right. <laughs> Good, good, good on you. Um, hope, hope it continues. But equally, I'm not going to be nagging you. <laughs> no expectations. Uh, Wherever support, uh, um, Miles, non, non Titans related. Yeah, I was sort of struggling for stuff this week because, to be honest, mine's probably a lot similar to Neil Webb's. Just been, I've been trying to bet myself, and then realizing that if you don't post it on socials, it doesn't count apparently for a lot of people so i've tried to restrict myself from using apps and stuff to say what i've been doing um but no i mean similar to neil i guess i'm going to try and shout out people who i know won't listen to the podcast and that <laughs> i want to call out the, the pigeons and seagulls of my local area <laughs> so i'm fairly confident they, they might do i mean yeah who knows but um i i think it's it's so frustrating how no matter where you place your car, humble brag on your drive, um, <laughs> that you will wake up the next you morning. You have a drive. And this... That's a that's a humble brag. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I, I didn't want to brag too much. I mean, I haven't got that ring doorbell life yet, but um, where no matter where you park your car, you know that the birds are going to destroy it with their crap everywhere when you wake up in the morning. And I've tested. There's nowhere I can park on it. And I'm not saying it's a big drive. Listen, we're not being too humble here. But there's more than one option of where you can place it. And no matter where you place it, you know they're going to destroy it in the morning. So you spend time wa washing your car and you come to it the next day and it's like, oh, I must have done something to them to upset. I know I said I had a platinum wedding ring last week, um, but I have a garage. Too lazy to use it, but, you know. Again, the, 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 garage, has been the garage has been converted into a room. I genuinely I don't think it's, it's even usable to put a car in. I, I don't never think done I it. know a person in the world who uses their garage for their actual car. <laughs> no. I mean, that's just, you know, just no one does. Yeah, before we moved, we had a, we bought his house off a guy who used to spray MG cars on, on his property, so it was a double garage. He used to use it for his business. It had a pit and everything. Can't, yeah. <laughs> can't, uh, <laughs> All right, all right. Double garage. <laughs> spraying MGs or the garage. <laughs> the double garage and both cars never went in once. 
Let's face it, you, you only ever use a garage for one thing, and that's the crap you don't want in your house. I mean, that's that is literally all, all the garage is there for. Right? I was gonna say, we've converted the garage into a room, and that's now the room's purpose. So it's like it hasn't moved, but the name has. Um, but also, yeah, it's I guess I'm just shouting out all the local, I gonna say, shouting out all the local birds. That's a different <laughs> than Titans. I mean, um, local chicks <laughs> out there with your dressing gown, the slippers, shouted at them. <laughs> Waving my hand in, why, why? <laughs> but yes, it doesn't matter where it is, they'll find it. It's like, the, and then also, I think they've had like the most outrageous bird equivalent curry just before they decide to destroy it. So <laughs> I'm issuing an, an, an apology. I live at least 25 miles from the nearest coast, yet there are seagulls all the time. What's all that about? Oh, I, I think they travel for me. I think they, I must be like a Taurus location for goals. <laughs> um, I'm going to nip in ahead of Greg because, I mean, I've, I'm fearful that what I'm about to say may relate to what <laughs> Greg's about to say. So I'm, Is it because I nicked yours last week? You know, uh, partly. The, the John, well, John Madden was valid. Um, we, needed to, we needed to remember John Madden. But um, there's, a, there's a craze that's been sweeping the world that's hit twitter in the last week um and it's called wordle um but my my what i wanted to say wasn't specifically about that um but you i'm sure you've if you're on twitter you'll have seen people tweet the word wordle then some numbers and then some green yellow and gray squares and it's it's basically bragging about how they've done on that wordle puzzle each day um, but my, my point wasn't specifically about this. Um, it's linked to a conversation I had with you, Greg, and where you had a whinge about being immediately tired of seeing people post their Wordle efforts, um, which I kind of agree with. It's pretty dull viewing. Um, but you know, it, every all these Wordle tweets, they all say the word Wordle, so you can just mute the word Wordle. Um, and Greg, I saw that you did, um, and you also made a point of posting a tweet to say that you'd muted the word Wordle with a screenshot of the <laughs> yeah. muting the word Wordle. I'm tired of seeing, uh, not not just, this is a, this is a wider thing. So I'm, I'm calling Greg out. Is people, it hold on, I feel like I'm being personally attacked <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finally! <laughs> and another thing. It's made me notice something about this behaviour, and it, it's the, like the, the people have the desire or the need not just to mute something, that annoys them but it's annoyed them so much that they need to tell the world that they've muted the thing that annoys them in the first place i found it really funny i, I find it hilarious when uh when i tell adam to f off and he now has to edit <laughs> <laughs> f you greg um, honestly but there's 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 another little thing that that's linked to this, and I've seen about two or three people do it in the last day, and this is a bit Titans related, um, and it's people with screenshots of having unfollowed Paul Kaharski, <laughs> which I have found exceptionally <laughs> funny. Damn it! I, I've I did I did unfollow Paul Kaharski. I just didn't tweet about it. I might have to get that one out for after the podcast. Well, if 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 you didn't tweet about it, did you even unfollow him? There you go. That's true. Is that working true. out? Doesn't count. I'm proud to say I never followed him in the first place. Uh, I think I did at one point. I certainly don't. You, you see plenty of it, regardless, unless you actually block the guy. Um, Greg, <laughs> um, I've set you up here. I don't know what for, but I feel I've got pelters coming. Well, word was, was going to be one of one of the things um, that I was going to mention, but no. Um, to be honest with you, I'm I'm in the process of hopefully being able to get over for for the divisional round and the hopefully then championship game if uh, if we get there um so at the moment i'm doing what i think most people on sunday were doing when it comes to playoffs and trying to work out what game are we actually going to be playing and what flights subsequently i'll need to actually get to to be in nashville on the right day um and it's, well, at least it's you know where game. it is which that, hasn't always been the case that's that's very true but it's uh, it's it's been a massive challenge trying to work out Basically, if it's the early Saturday game, the chances are that we we basically get to Nashville Airport an hour before the game kicks off. Um, if it's the if it's a later game, then obviously it's not to, not as bad. But it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a challenge. But I'm really hoping that we'll be uh, we'll be there for it. Um, we've basically booked 
everything that we need to book uh, in anticipation for whatever day it's going to be, um, which is a non-times related that I was also going to moan about how prices of hotels, as soon as the as soon as the game was over, the number one seed was confirmed. Uh, from when we booked them, have now gone up over double in price. Um, and it was almost like they were waiting for that win to do it as well. Um, oh, of course. Of course. Which, you know, you can't really blame them. I guess it's like anything, supply and demand. But it's a bit like I see it a lot with friends of mine who, who follow football over here and travel abroad. And as soon as the Champions League draw is done, you see Ryanair or EasyJet or whoever stick their flight in, flights up 10 times the price they were yesterday. Yeah. Um, I get it. It's, it's one of those things that I understand it as a business you got to make what you got to make ultimately. And if the supply is there, then uh, sorry, the demand is there, then obviously, you know, you can supply at a higher price, but um, it led me to what I've seen a lot on Twitter is around ticket prices and Titans fans massively over-inflating, um, over-inflating, sorry, their, their ticket prices. So this is kind of a Titans related on top of my non-Titans related. Um, it's one of those ones is that they're selling tickets in like the 300s, right? in the gods for, four, five, six times the price of the face value. Um, and it's just a shame because it's going to drive a lot of genuine fans who would love to go to that game out and probably drive a lot of Patriots or whoever we end up playing fans in who are willing to do it because they've got to travel as part of a, you know, a playoff game and whatnot, and they're just probably more willing to do so. So it's just a, a bit of a shame. Hopefully we'll we'll have a home playoff game where it feels like a Titans crowd and not a whoever we play crowd because fingers crossed it's only the minority that are doing it but it's good one thing I've noticed on Twitter is everyone seems very excited about it which is which is really good you know, historically it's always been always felt like we were the away team at home but hopefully this time be different Titans fans I mean Titans Twitter can be a funny place at times but I feel that it's been really good the last few weeks and their home support is probably as strong as it's ever been and yeah, it's it's not you know we we know what Logan Ryan said recently um, and you know he may for Butch by the by the way he's he apologised um, it didn't quite hit right with some people uh, but yeah it's it's things have things have changed since you know the the Zach Mettenberger days and that, that that's for sure and success will do that um, but yeah I think that there will be a big home advantage regardless of who we play. Because, like you say, hopefully that's the minority. Hopefully, hopefully I'll be there for it, but we'll, we'll wait and see. Yeah, fingers fingers crossed for that as well. Wait, or wait, no, until Sunday. I don't think at some point during Sunday they'll probably announce exactly what games are going to be going on when. But um, yeah, if there's one thing I can say to the NFL is if there's any chance you can be able to plan this a bit more, a bit more. The pigeons might not be listening, but I'm sure they will be. Yeah. Yeah. True. Right there, pigeons we go. Will fly you over there. <laughs> <laughs> Number one C chaps, and you know the only the only AFC team with a buy. Um, that's pretty sweet. Um, let's enjoy it. Uh, we'll yeah we I don't want to commit to anything. I might catch might catch some of you next week, but if if not, certainly the the week after. Um, have a good one. Enjoy and tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.